Hey everyone, producer Dave here. Thanks for checking out the Down Ballot Podcast. Be sure to check out all of our shows on your favorite podcatcher. Just search Echoplex Media. If we're not on there, please let us know because we'd like to be on there. Also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Follow our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Echoplex Media. And give us money at Patreon, patreon.com slash Echoplex. Enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. <laughs>
fun is the jam So sit back and enjoy the band It's all the band We do what we want And what we want is the jam So sit back and enjoy the band everybody it's friday night 8 p.m pacific it means it's time for down ballot um this show is brought to you by fine folks at ubuntu studio and the kx studio project don't talk about that enough see other people having problems with their fucking computers you know what we don't have is problems with our fucking computers at least not here in the studio can't speak for everybody out there although i know the uh, media Wunch is also running ubuntu, ubuntu studio and hk when he logs on is running ubuntu but yeah we don't talk about that enough so this is a linux powered podcast network it saves us a whole shitload of trouble and our stuff sounds so good because of the fine tools brought to you by the stuff at kx studio anyway this is our local news show i'm producer dave you can find me damn near anywhere and this is the councilman you can find me at the underscore councilman on twitter and just about anywhere else welcome to the show it's time to get into that local derp action oh god <laughs> and there's a lot of it this week yeah, there, this week was really easy. I just like started putting stuff on the Google Doc like over the course of the week. No, it was very nice. I think we, we came together pretty well too. So we've got some ups, we got some downs, we got some winners, we got some losers. We've got people getting their shit together or not. And now we've even got a, a local protest right here in the Rose Garden neighborhood of San Jose. So it's a grand old week here. How are you feeling, producer Dave? Um, I spent much of the day trying to fix a problem. Uh, was it some sort of vaccine problem or no no i mean it's it's not it's on it's on a server that isn't in production yet but my brain's a little fried hopefully uh hopefully i'll get into the swing of things pretty quick here though oh good i I can definitely relate i've had some weeks lately where i've just been a little bit spaced at the end of the week so really count on our uh, listener and our viewer out there to you know spark up the chat get in that twitch chat and, and let us know what you think and offer your thoughts keeps us frosty keeps us on our toes yeah, um, I figure maybe now's as good a time as any to kind of announce to the audience uh, what's going on here. I've been working on something that we're going to call Local Link. Um, it's going to be, it's based on a, a like a like the same tools that are used to build the social media, but we're going to lock it down. And um, it's going to be a situation where uh, verified bands, verified club owners, and verified promoters only may post. Um, fans can sign up for an account, and the only thing they may do is share posts by the verified entertainment accounts. Ooh. So like, and we're going to start with just San Jose. So like when some, like when we open back up, if somebody goes out in theory, they'll be able to pop this thing open. It'll know where the fuck they are. It'll know where the fuck the venues are. And it'll tell them like down to like what kind of music is playing. Uh, how expensive are the drinks? Who's the fucking bartender tonight? If the, if the venue was going to divulge that information. And it's because I just noticed what a shit show Facebook events are like trying to find something local to do. And so, and I think it's just because there's just so much shit going on where like, you're trying to sift through like legitimate events. And then there's like somebody's like, you know, fucking cotillion or whatever, or their fucking baby shower. And you're like, Oh, it's nice that you're having a baby shower. But why the fuck is your event public? And so, <laughs> and so it's going to be focused like more on like, um, well, it's just going to be focused on people, the venue owners, the promoters and the, the bands, artists, DJs, you know, uh, painters, whoever might have events that are going on regularly. So it's like, like it's it's going to be easy, and it's it's a lot of work. 
And it's a lot of work, but it's a great fucking idea because it takes all the great stuff about uh, social media, but none of the drama, and you can just find your fucking events. And uh, if it sweet. works, somebody somebody mentioned the 619. I mean, if it works here in the 408, it's not going to be any different than the 619. It's just, it's going to work exactly the same way. The reason we're starting here in the 408 is I kind of know everybody, and it's not going to be a, heart, a pain in the ass to verify uh, bands and artists, make sure they are who they say they are and whatnot. So that's are what I've been working uh, on. Are you going to loop in data through some sort of algorithms, or are we, are we counting on primarily human interaction here to, to share that information? Algorithms? Well, you, I ain't got no supercomputer, man. I got the fine folks at DigitalOcean. Now it'll just be, you know, because there's not going to be a fucking fire hose of fucking posts. You'll be able to look real quick. You can just tell it all posts. And every post will be about an event. Nice. There'll be a couple of us going through there making sure that venue, you know, venue owners aren't fucking airing their grievances and, you know, making Creating trouble with drama. other venues and all yeah. that kind of shit. We'll try to we'll try to make sure that's not on there. But just by limiting who can post, that'll make it easier. And then like people will get popular on there, you know, regular users, you can follow each other and be friends and whatnot. But the reason you'll follow a regular user on there is because they're sharing events that you like to, you're like, Oh, you know what? I see this person at every party that I'm at. So I should follow them on this thing because then I can see what they're sharing, where they're going tonight or what they're interested in. And so, yeah, regular, unfortunately, regular users won't be able to, there won't be any groups. There won't be any fucking, like, there'll be event pages, but those will be like a lockdown to verified users only. It's going to be fucking, it'll be like the opposite of Facebook. No anti-vaxxers? Uh, I mean, if you own a venue and you're an anti-vaxxer, you can do that, but I'll fucking, fuck that shit. I'll kick you off. You no drama. Anti, Anti-vax shit on the fucking thing. Yeah, no drama. Drama not allowed. Well, great. I'm, I'm excited for that. That'll be fantastic. Especially when we're all back. I would love to go see a freaking show. It's been way too long. Um, I mean, I've seen a few of the, uh, Harper Tiki, you know, stream shows. Um, but it's just not the same dancing in, in the office here because the good wife doesn't really care for my style of tunes usually. So she's, she's in the other room and it's basically me alone with the, with the red light, just dancing. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Oh, John Roy in the chat was the one who asked about 619. I think John Roy of uh, Smoke and Mirror Sound System just volunteered to help moderate the 619 once we get it going on down there. <laughs> Is that San Diego? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. John nice. Roy works, uh, working on a project called smoke and mirrors sound system uh one of the p- other people working on it is curtis from monkey and uh, oh very nice yeah they're doing like a collab i think it's it's like scar artists from all over the world it's a real interesting uh project we've been playing some of the tunes around here one of the Same ones reasoning idea. has been like a favorite of the chat too so excellent um another well, thing coming up is on 420 we're gonna go live at four we're gonna have a smoke session for anybody who wants to jump on the obs ninja at 430 then at f- or 420 then at 430 fucking sweet haya Ooh, 520 base station. Fantastic. Fucking 620. Oh man, I I don't remember now. Hold on. (laughs) Someone awesome. No, I should remember who the fuck's at my show, but I didn't organize it. The media wench did. Oh, clearly it's Chris Sonko at at five at 620. And then closing out 720 will be Brendan Getzel. The Bay Area's very own fucking Elton John. And then um, we may add somebody at 820. We're still kind of thinking about it. But after the after the acts are on, we're going to do a little open panel, invite the acts to come on and chit chat via OBS Ninja if they feel like it. And then we'll probably head on over to the conduit for an after party. So that's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping we've managed to explain everything on the website well enough to get the people from Facebook on over to Twitch, make an account, start chatting. Um, I'm just really looking forward to Sweet Haya's performance. Uh, we haven't had her on like with the band to perform at all, like during the pandemic, which seems like a, 
it was a big oversight on everyone's part, but when the, re- when the lineup got released, it was just such a kind of an eclectic and diverse lineup with four completely different styles of music. And I was super pleased with the media wenches ch- to take care of everything. I lo- really like it when other people take care of things, actually, if you Isn't that imagine great? that. Isn't that great to have reliable people who are uh, intelligent and detail-oriented and resourceful? And in her case, everybody likes her, so. <laughs> it's also a benefit when you're organizing shows. Mm-hmm. I found that the, the worst promoters are the real assholes. Right. So that's, that should be a lot of fun. Everybody make sure you show up here. I know it's on at the same time as uh, Curtis's The Business Show, but mm. we may strong arm him and be like, this is our territory. Or uh, we may try to have him jump on and actually co-host with us. We'll see what's up. It's 420. I mean, it's a holiday. He can take a day off. And if not, I mean, his show's at four, four to five, so he could definitely send people on over over to us after For he's sure. done talking on The well, Business. So, so that's, all, that's, that's what's going on here tomorrow night's Big Catterday. That means this week and last year, this week and two years ago, this week and three years ago, this week and four years ago. Plus, I'll start the night off with a DJ set over on The Conduit. Uh, Sunday's the big show as usual, and Monday is uh, Meltdown Monday with the Media Wench. Um, just fucking want to thank everybody. Um, we've received um, kind of a, an uptick in listeners in the last couple of months and a big uptick in financial support from the community. We really appreciate it. We have over a hundred paid subs now on Twitch, which is, I didn't, you know, whatever one, at one point I was like, Oh, if we get 15 paid subs, we can get another emote, you know? So thanks everybody. It's been, it's been super cool. And, uh, just the community that's gathering around here has been great. It's uh, a few more local musicians have been popping their head in on other shows besides local love. Saw Peter Coclature last night, kind of hanging out in the chat. Also been seeing, uh, John Roy, who's, uh, up in the chat right now. I've been seeing them on some of the other shows and stuff. And so that's, that's been real good seeing a little cross pollination and shout out to all the, uh, people who watch our politics shows who hang out and chit chat and super nice to everybody during local love. It's a little out of character for you and a little out of character for me. So we do that together. So it's called intersectionality producer Dave. Yeah. And there's another project I have just volunteered myself on, but I fucking can't really even they, they're doing some weird data science shit on a conspiracy theory on the internet. And so it's all, it's all hush hush. So nice. Well, shall we get into it? It's eight thirteen. I think it's time to yeah. the dock it here. Yeah, I think so. So this is a story that you found to lead us off uh, tonight. It's kind of a positive story. Feel good story. If you're a, if you're a public transit user, um, but as everyone knows, uh, the pandemic has been hell on a lot of industries and including public transportation because even the folks who use public transportation, a lot of them ain't going to work right now. Um, so they're struggling. But as we come back, uh, folks like service workers and people who are uh, not doing so well definitely need public transit to get around. So there's an idea floating around the San Francisco Board of Supervisors about how we can make it easier for them to get around. The supervisors are pushing for a plan to make Muni free. KTVU's Christian Kaftan tells us that backers of the plan say it'll grow the economy, getting more people commuting on transit, public transit, while putting more money in their pockets. San Francisco is a city that has long relied on transit to get people to work, school, and generally out and about. Now, Supervisor Dean Preston is proposing making Muni free as part of a $9 to $10 million pilot program paid for with stimulus funds. But we also have funds at the Board of Supervisors that are specifically for stimulus and for recovery. And I think there's no better way uh, to to help folks uh, than putting money directly in the pockets of Muni riders. 
For its part, Muni said ridership is down to about 30 percent of pre-pandemic levels and, quote, given our growing structural deficit, we welcome all the support we can get from the general fund. However, we are unclear about the study objectives for the proposed pilot. We want to make Muni affordable to all San Franciscans, but we need to have a productive conversation about the best use of $9 million from the general fund. Supervisor Preston says not only could Free Muni encourage more riders, it could also stimulate the local economy, putting an extra $81 in regular riders' pockets every month. That's money that they have now for groceries. That's money they have to spend in the local economy. The Metropolitan Transportation Commission coordinates transit throughout the Bay Area and says even with many employees likely working remotely for years to come, a robust and functioning transit system is critical to the recovery of the Bay Area economy, particularly in San Francisco's financial district. But as more people return to work, and particularly uh, return to work in offices, transit is a critical part of that. It, uh, the return can't take place unless people are back on transit. The free muni legislation is set to be introduced next week. The Board of Supervisors could vote on it by mid-May. If approved, the free muni pilot program would launch July 1. Christian Kafton, KTVU, Fox 2 News. So, there you go. Do you want to know who the first person, the first California politician I ever heard talk about making transit free all the time? Hiram Johnson. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I mean, why not? If you remember, it was like, I don't know, it was quite some time ago, but the fucking, there was like a, a some kind of fire or some other kind of man-made disaster that caused the, um, like the maze, part of the maze to be shut down, like by mm -hmm. the Bay Bridge. Mm -hmm. And so they made BART free. Right. And then right. Arnold was just like, well, what, what if we just did this? Right. <laughs> what if BART was just free? He didn't really do anything on it, but he was the first person I heard, like just, he was like, they were talking about it. And he's like, you know, I don't, it's like, I don't, you know, I haven't even, he, you know, he basically said, oh, I haven't really thought about this much, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to just make it free anyway. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's, it's been a popular topic of conversation, especially amongst uh, uh, progressive policymakers lately. So, but yeah, no, I do recall that, uh, that incident. It, it makes a lot of sense, especially in the Bay area where really Caltrain is the only, I think the only, uh, public transit system that is uh, full cost recovery from from fees and from uh, from ticket sales um most systems don't make money off of the ticket sales and they're subsidized in some way anyway um and it's public transportation so it seems to me that you should make it public make it free more people will use it and like the supervisor says you know they'll have more money in their pocket to spend on other things it's not going out of the economy because most of the folks who take public transportation, it's not like they're hoarding away money to buy stocks and bonds and, and buy, a, you know, uh, real estate, do real estate speculation. They're spending that money. They're going, they're going to get some more groceries for their family. They're going to be able to afford that next uh, doctor's visit or, pet, you know, veterinarian visit, who knows? Um, so they're, they're going to be spending that money. It's not going anywhere. And, you know, uh, it, you know, as long as we can take care of the, the transit workers, make sure they're paid the same wage they were before and they're not getting trim back then why the heck not i'm all for it yeah i mean people are gonna <coughs> maybe not so much in san the problem is well it's not a problem but if they make transit free in san francisco there's going to be fox news segments about fucking poor people riding transit for free and like just taking from the system oh, yeah. for months Communism. but then i would if as a san francisco supervisor i'd be like i'd like to open my uh i'd like to open my uh comments with actually some comments from sean hannity who does not very much like at all that transit is free here <laughs> yeah no of course well, i mean but 
par for the course san francisco being called a big socialist haven right like it's you know might as well embrace it give them something to talk about other than you know tearing down other things and and talking about talking bullshit about the vaccines right at least they're talking about something uh you know something that really gets their goat um but they can't do anything about which is bay area politics Maybe the Bay Area, with all of our largesse, could run some interference for other metro areas and kind of keep Fox on on our ass. <laughs> get, Why not? Get, get them off of Detroit or fucking Baltimore, where there, you know, there's a lot more uh, economic strife than here. Yeah, they just yeah. start just start wiling out a little bit and just do things just to do it and see what happens, right? I, it'd be a point of pride to be, uh, you know, the highlight of Fox News, honestly, for especially for something like that. So yeah, I'm all for it. Like you know, free free housing so all the you know people can come from out of state to to use the, the housing free transit so people can take advantage of that like free yeah free free health care imagine that think about what free transit does for tourists too they don't have to figure out the fucking ticketing system right you know if, if you're from another country and you don't have like a bunch of american cash yet maybe you, maybe you were gonna do ex- an exchange at the hotel because they offer money exchange just right. think of what it does for the tourists. You just get on the fucking bus and go where you're going. They're like, this is great. We're coming back to San Francisco. Absolutely. And they've got a little couple extra bucks to tip the waiter at the restaurant that night, right? They've got a couple extra bucks to tip the hotel staff where they're staying or uh, to spend on, you know, more goodies bags for the kids, right? More, uh, you know, bobbleheads or whatever tourists buy these days, chia pets. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah it's, it's a great idea. Let's, let's talk to the VTA about getting that down here in uh, Santa Clara County too. Although I imagine that'd be a little harder sell. A little harder sell here because less people take it. Um, Correct. I wonder if making it free, does it get rid of some of the stigma around transit? Because they say, or does it make the stigma worse? I don't know. I've always sort of said that, you know, the the difference between getting in your car and going somewhere, right? And transit tends to be, you know, efficiency, like how fast are you getting there? Or can you get there faster than you would in your car? That's, that'd be a benefit for transit. And is it cheaper? Um, and at the end of the day, like, I still think it's cheaper paying a couple bucks for a train ride than it is getting in your car and spending the money on gas and upkeep on the car. Even if you have an electric car, you're still spending upkeep, right? Paying for all the roads out of your tax money. Um, so to me, it's the, it, the cost is somewhat, um, a factor as well too, but I don't know if it's as big of a, a threshold or a big as a big of a barrier. Um, and that generally impacts people on, you know, smaller income seniors and working and working people service workers um anyway so making it free i think benefits the right people um doesn't hurt um if you can figure out how to you know appropriate funds appropriately i also just think everybody wins you get more people on transit than the people who have to drive are going to be experiencing less traffic correct correct um and you're, you're accomplishing a lot of your your a lot of your goals uh, most cities have a climate smart strategy now right so it's it's a it's a green thing to do as well and if you get if getting passenger cars off the roads too like it helps commerce because then there's yeah clearer roads for trucks delivering goods and whatnot to places that are going to sell the goods there's just all kinds of, or you know somebody who has to drive for work because they need to bring their tools because they're a, they're they're a plumber a carpenter a, they lay sheetrock they you know they they work in the trades so you can't very well yeah. take transit so they, again there's just less traffic less friction for people who absolutely need to use a vehicle either yeah. to get to work because of where they live and where they work or because the vehicle is required for their job that they're going to do and so i think it Truth. i don't think there's any real loser in this except for i guess whoever we tax to pay for it but also fuck them people in the hills i mean they'll probably institute some sort of sales tax that hurts the same people that it's trying to help but hey for now we can dream right 
well, yeah, sales tax is generally regressive, but, uh, Correct. you know, if it's replacing fares, right? Like the people who drive places pay sales tax too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Plus I have fucking help fund the roads. Fuck. I don't use them. I mean, what, what kind of wear and tear does my bicycle do on the road? <laughs> do I really need a road? I have okay tires. Roads where we're going. We don't need roads but yeah that was this is a good story i hope they do it even if they if they do it and it sunsets in a year and maybe they go back to having fares or whatever it'll put like the idea in people's minds that maybe transit could be free right it's like one of those aspirational things even if it doesn't work out long term one day one day but, but no I'm glad, I'm glad that arnold started the conversation i'm glad we're getting to it i'll also give a shout out to supervisor matt haney who's another person uh, along with supervisor preston pushing the policy so good luck to them getting that through um well, I think that takes us to our favorites, one of our favorite segments of the show. They're all my favorite, but winners and losers, where there are almost never winners. And there certainly isn't one in this next story. Oh my God, this story, it reminds me so much of there's this fucking, there's two videos. There's one, one of Ben Shapiro, where he's like, I don't know, he's got like nunchucks or some shit or a sword. I think it's a sword because these idiots all this. have a fucking sword. But then there's another one of fucking this guy, James Lindsay, who maybe not everyone knows. Mm -hmm. calls himself conceptual james and he's a mathematician who complains about the social sciences he's perfect you know we, we talk about him on the intellectual dollar tree and they all they've done these videos of themselves with swords and people have like made remixes of them with like i need a hero and it's like this you know, dorky guy with a sword and a fedora and it's fucking great well, uh, this is definitely not Ben Shapiro, um, but it is a San Jose police officer, and he's showing off his skills, and uh, it's all over the the Facebooks, and it's it's kind of irking some people out given the current state of affairs with uh, cops in the USA. So let's see if let's, let's see if it's cringy or if he's just pulling a Ben Shapiro. Oh well, that's both. cringy too, but you know what I mean. <laughs> among San Jose police is raising some questions and concerns among the rank and file. The video shows a police sergeant performing a series of martial arts moves with two police batons in full uniform. It's set to a song titled Mortal Kombat and it's now being investigated by the tar department's internal affairs office. Only on NBC Bay Area, Damian Trujillo shows us the video and explains... Yo, hold on. If he thinks he can fuck you up with the nunchucks, at least he's not going to shoot you. <laughs> Might be, you know, yeah, I would much rather get beaten down with uh, the batons than, than shot in the face or shot 50 <laughs> times while sitting in my car sleeping. Fucking ex from Utah Outcast is like, wait, I just watched a little Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> uh, let's see. It has some officers raising a red flag. At this point, the video does not appear to have made it onto social media, but it has made its rounds within the department, and many are now worried about the message it sends. Well, now it's on social media. Anonymously, it shows San Jose Police Sergeant Eddie Chan showing his skill with two police batons to the theme from the movie and video Mortal Kombat, batons that are not issued by San Jose Police. I thought the video was irresponsible, uh, certainly in today's climate. Rob Millard is a retired San Jose Police Lieutenant who used to supervise Sergeant Chan. He also taught defensive tactics to police officers, but he says this was never in his lesson plan. Not even uh, as fun warm-up <laughs> stuff. We wouldn't do something like this. When I reached out to Sergeant Chan, he referred me to the police spokesman for comment. The department will only say that it has seen the video and is now conducting an internal investigation. Some of his colleagues are asking why he did it in uniform, and they worry what example it sets for the rookies he supervises on his shift. 
We also showed the video to the Reverend Jethro Moore of the NAACP. That's not what we need to see from police. Reverend Moore has been a strong critic of police tactics and is also concerned about the message the video sends. I think it's a, a sad place for him to be if he feels he's going to work to be in, in, to com in combat with someone. The police union says it can't comment because it's now an internal affairs matter. Nobody believes there is any crime here, but many officers tell me privately this is not the image they want the public to have of their department. I'm yeah, going to take a fucking probably unpopular stance here and say I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I did, to be to be honest, it it's it is what it is. Um, I don't. I think it's a really bad look. It's not a crime, right? Nothing like they said. No one did anything punishable by the law here. But I do think that there's such a thing as conduct unbecoming. It applies to the Marines. It applies to the armed forces. It should certainly apply to our law enforcement officers. But not as I don't know that the San Jose police have a very star, sterling reputation <laughs> that this is going to sour anyway. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Reverend Moore and his fantastic lion uh, mask and that, I think, pink jacket. That was looking, that was a great look. He's looking very well. He looks like he lost some COVID weight, too. I'd be for this if they took away his gun and made him use the nunchucks. <laughs> or the batons. That was actually interesting. They don't issue batons to, to officers. I didn't realize that. Well, they, 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 I think they said that these were not issued. I think these mm. were more like martial arts batons. They look like police batons. Not that I've ever been on the... Actually, I have been um, on the losing end of one. Um, they look like police batons, but then again, I watched a lot of TV. So, um, and interesting that this was. So, I, I had that wrong. I'm sorry. I wasn't on the Facebooks. It was an internally circulated video. But now that it's been on NBC Bay Area News, it's going to be all over the Facebooks. It just, I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't. Have, I think that the, the the argument that like you shouldn't have done this shit in your police uniform is the good argument. It's like, hey, do this yeah. all you want. Just don't do it in your police uniform. Also, if I would have tried to do that, I'd have busted my wrist and hit my elbows with the fucking thing a couple times, knock myself in the nose. I'd have looked I like the police beat me up, but it was actually just me trying to learn to use a police <laughs> baton. <laughs> and then you sue yourself. Uh, don't hate the cops. Yeah, absolutely. Do not just, I mean, do what you want. Videotape yourself doing whatever cannonballs into your tub, but like, you know, please take off your uniform first and try to try to respect the department. Um, the poor PIO for the police department that's who i really feel for because they have enough shit to deal with already they shouldn't have to deal with this crap and the poor guys directing them directing the media to that that person now too so um uh hats off to the public information department at this <laughs> at the police department they, they have a, a lot on their plate well um speaking of don't not hitting the cops um y'all know that we've had a few uh incidences in the past week here of um you know, more malfeasance on the part of officers dealing with folks um, in the community, um, especially in uh, the communities that are not white. And uh, one of them actually involved a unfortunate incident where a young man uh, was shot by an officer who mistook their gun or their taser. I ain't buying vice it. Versa. Well, I, I didn't buy it in the Oscar Grant case. I certainly don't buy it here, um, especially if you watch the video. But um, looks like the Alameda County Sheriff has an explanation for how that could have possibly happened. Minnesota, she says that she pulled out her gun instead of her taser and then shot and killed 20 year old Dante Wright during a traffic stop. So how does something like that happen? How could the officer not have known that she was holding her Glock instead of her taser? 
They look different, they feel different, and the gun is heavier than the taser. KTVU's Amber Lee talked to the Alameda County Sheriff's Department tonight to see what kind of training they go through, Amber, when it comes to tasers and guns. Frank, we're at the Alameda County Sheriff's Office substation here in Oakland. I spoke with a sergeant who's an instructor in firearms and tasers about what safety measures are in place to help prevent a law enforcement officer from mistakenly firing a gun instead of a taser. Taser, taser, taser! Sergeant Brian Frazier with Alameda County Sheriff's Office is a firearms and taser instructor. He says proper training includes an eight-hour class to start along with an annual recertification course that they're key to preventing a law enforcement officer from mistakenly pulling out a gun and firing it instead of a taser. If you have a lot of training, you shouldn't make those confusions, but it can still happen. All right, yo, fuck this dude. He's got the Blue Lives Matter shit on his fucking or the fucking thin blue line shit on his fucking uniform. Fuck that guy. He does? Yeah, check check it out. He had, oh, we can't go back. This is that player. Yeah, it was the thin blue. He had the fucking American flag with the fucking blue line on it. He'll be on again. Huh? He'll be on again, I'm sure, in this story. They'll, they'll go back to him. He seems like the lead quote, as they say. <sighs> they gotta get that shit out of the fucking cop shops, dude. That's like one of the first things is to look... Uh, you should look into like what that what that means. I mean, I, I'm surprised they allow anyone to flaunt it on their... The police killing of Dante Wright in Minnesota Sunday is among 16 cases of possible weapons confusion in the United States since 2001, according to data compiled by the website fatalencounters.org and the University of Colorado. Wright and the 2009 case of Oscar Grant, killed by a BART police officer in Oakland, are among four such incidents that ended in death. Experts say weapons confusion cases are rare. I am right-handed, so the taser is on the blue line or weak side. To help prevent weapons confusion, Frazier carries the taser on his Some left side. He says it should be worn in a position where he has to reach crossbody to pull it out. And being a right-handed person, my firearm is going to be on my right side. The weight and feel of a gun is different than a taser, which is lighter and made of plastic. Deputy John Fukuda, a firearms instructor, says these safeguards may not be enough when there is what he describes as a collision of contributing factors, including the stress of making split-second decisions. When you're confronted by someone who's not listening to commands and is trying to get back into a car or wherever, and they're not you have no idea why they're what if you just pursue them again and don't shoot them with anything law enforcement says imagine that can't help especially if they don't have a gun we're not out there to hurt you are you have the thin blue line on your fucking shirt sometimes terrible cop because that's what we want to happen mask off in his 31-year career sergeant frazier's tells me he's deployed his taser a dozen times but has never fired a gun while on duty he says he's never mistakenly pulled out his gun instead of his taser. Live in Oakland, Amber Lee, KTVU, Fox 2 News. I'm real surprised Mr. Thin Blue Line hasn't shot nobody, honestly. Hasn't shot his gun, period. Like, hasn't even pulled, you know, fired it, according to him, in 30 years. I mean, that's, that's not uncommon, frankly. Uh, a lot of cops go through their whole careers and never um, pull out their gun in, uh, with the intent to use it or need to use it, um, which is another reason why these instances are just so frustrating because most of the time majority of the time there's really no need there is no need i mean uh 
you dealing with folks who are off their you know off their rockers or you know violent criminals it's not easy um but a lot of the time it's not like they're carrying a glock it's not like they're carrying any sort of weaponry at all they're just a threat in terms of their physicality and isn't that kind of what you train to be a law enforcement officer to handle right and to be able to subdue people and not hopefully not choke them out like in the eric garner or uh, george floyd cases um but you know isn't that what you're paid to do is to be able to you know do what what i'm not necessarily going to want to do is go out and take these people down and 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 deal with that kind of uh aggression why do you need the gun in the first place yo yo if a person at mcdonald's can fucking de-escalate someone who seems dangerous and is making a big disturbance at their store i think a cop can do the fucking same thing i don't see in fact, you would think the person at McDonald's would be more likely to fly off the handle and throw like a hot pot, pot of coffee or something at him, right? Because like no they're not more fries. They're, they're not. They're not supposedly trained for conflict, right? But or you want baristas you, you at Starbucks? Wanna, you fi- find me somebody who's been working in customer service, like direct facing customer service for twenty years, and I'll show you somebody who is very good at conflict resolution, very Absolutely. good at de-escalation. Absolutely. Every, every time I worked retail, I had to deal with that almost on a re- on a regular basis, if not a daily basis. Especially when I worked at, but I was I worked at a record store up on the Sunset Strip in L.A. You wouldn't believe the freaking crazy loons that would come in there. Um, but you know what? I figured it out, and I didn't have to call loss prevention. I didn't have to call a cop. Not once. Um, just dealt with it. And you know, if, if, if only, if only we taught that. But again, at the end of the day, it's like, how in the world do you mistake these two things for the other? How I can, does this listen, keep happening? I can buy the, I can buy, I can buy a scenario where, you know, the adrenaline's pumping or whatever, and you make that mistake. I can buy it. But I think the problem is that the things that lead up to that, the desire to grab a weapon in the first right. place, that the, the, Correct. the, the, it's you know, pulling people over for no fucking reason. It's, it's right. all the other steps that got you there are part right. of the, the much needed reform process. In right. the end, pulling either of those things should be a last fucking resort. Right. Like, like, remember, remember Oscar Grant was on the ground. He was face down on the ground when he was shot. Right. What, what is the need to use the taser in that situation? Even I don't torture, I, I, like I, chat saying torture. Exactly. Don't. I, so it's, it's really hard to understand. Um, Oddly enough, in San Jose, um, there was a big debate when uh, San Jose police were um, started to uh, were mandated to carry tasers, right? Um, there was a big debate over the civil rights aspect of it, right? And were was it right to equip all these cops with tasers that they could use indiscriminately and more often maybe than than their guns? Um, and this, even the civil rights folks were were up in arms about um, giving them tasers and allowing them to use the taser as as an al- alternative to the gun, right? Um, so to me, it's like, why do you need either one, right? Train, train your people effectively to subdue physically and or mentally, verbally, orally, um, you know, the, the, the real dangerous folks out there. Um, and, you know, hopefully you end up with less bodies in your hand, right? And more people, uh, whose lives get saved and hopefully can turn their lives around because they were there to do it. There's it's, it's really sad. You know what they you know what they do in other countries and cities? You wouldn't believe this. They I have probably some wouldn't. cops that don't have a gun. Oh, London, I, I believe none of the police carry or allow. Oh, to there are guns. police in London with guns. But if you encounter like a a peace officer walking down the street in London, the odds are that person does not have a gun. But that's the uh, the other thing is the odds are if you're walking down the street in London, the odds are that you don't have a gun. 
true. There's just a lot more guns in America. Than right. It just, so. It's just, that's, people wonder why we have so many shootings. It's like, we have a lot of fucking guns. Like, oh, guns any, shoot people? Any, You're like, well, no, but it's how you do it. <laughs> right. And we don't have any less people who are inclined to violence, right? I don't think by percentage. I really don't. Um, you know, no matter what people might say, but yeah, we there have could a lot be more some guns. Feed, there could be some kind of feedback loop with the gun culture and stuff here where yeah. maybe we might have more people inclined to violence, but it's, it's part of the problem that addressing gun culture would uh, uh would would help with anyway yeah but you can and you just get guns a lot easier than anywhere else because there's just a shit ton of them and we have less regulations around them so the people who are pre-inclined to or pre- predisposed to violence can get guns a lot easier and they don't have to resort to other methods of violence that are a little less you know lethal and efficient at being lethal so, you know when i've well, talked to people about this i'm like oh you know other countries don't have guns they're like look how many people get stabbed in london and i'm like hey like if you were just walking down the street the only thing you had to protect yourself was like your keys and maybe throw your phone at me and I had a knife or a gun, which would you prefer? Yeah. And then, you know, those do not run. I'm like, if you can run faster than me, then the fucking knife is useless. If you can punch, if you can punch me once good in the nose, the knife is useless. And I'm like, if right. I have, if I have a strap, none of that matters as long as I can hit you. All right. Uh, well, hopefully I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I'm glad I don't um, have to deal with those situations, frankly. Um, but if I did, I'd like to think I would do better. Well, I, I don't think you would be a cop, dude. Like, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not that kind of disposition. No. Like they're, they're, yeah. It, I, I like saving people, but in different ways. It, um, because of it's, it's this thing where the culture is a certain way. It ejects people who aren't that certain way. The culture perpetuates itself. More new people come in It ejects anybody who isn't like that culture or at least enough like that culture to fit in. And it just keeps going and going and going and festering. And in some in cities where there's a lot of cops, it probably gets worse and worse and worse over time. And the city tries to clean house. And then the cycle just starts again at like, you know, 50% of where it was before because you got rid of, you know, the real, the real fuckers, like the real fuck, like the people who are so much that are, who are such fuckers that the other cops who are part of this fucked up system, system notice that they're fuckers, right? <laughs> sure. Well, I just watch the Chauvin trial right now and see all the, see all the, the, boys and gals in blue throwing him under the bus like yeah you know it's a gray area and there's it's, it's really tough out there but that guy he's fucked up <laughs> he really fucked up that is not what we do well i you um, know what those people want that, that are doing that they, they want, want to, to transfer to a place that'll give them a raise well hey the minneapolis uh police chief was up for the san jose job so for a hot minute I mean, that's why they're, that, that can't not be part of why they're doing it. Right. They can be like, oh, I've spoken out against other police in my community or abusing sure. the community when they apply sure. for a job. When in reality, they were, they were put on the fucking stand and they had to tell the truth. Like yeah, that's all absolutely. that happened. They had to tell the truth and they thought, they thought it might be better for me if I don't get fucking do perjury today. So I'm just going to be honest. Well, on national TV, no less. I mean, that's really the thing. They, they, I think they're perfectly happy not being completely forthright and honest when it's, you know hush hush internal investigation or you know yeah, a, a, this is on the record case that no one's case that no one's paying attention to right this is going out to everyone like we're all watching this the, the world is watching so. so some some like abusive cops were just there grandstanding right it had to be the case sure oh, i don't do this sure. and this isn't indicative of the department and even if it's like an outlier they're the brass too i mean these are the brass that are talking so they want to keep their jobs they want to keep moving up the ladder too right so they've and and the world is woke now so, as if Mitch McConnell said, if this is such a, the, my thing is, if this is such a an extreme outlier, there were two other cops there. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I hold them just as fucking responsible. The ones that are the ones oh, who yeah, are just standing there and watching. Oh, fuck yeah! They they should they should all go to a dark place for the rest of their lives. That that's even worse <laughs> to be standing there like, you know, just oh yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I think life in prison is cruel and unusual punishment. I have some pretty uh, radical ideas about how long we should ever keep people in jail for anything. But that's that's a whole nother story and a whole nother. We can, we can get to that in another episode of Down Ballot, right? We but can, can... like, no, if the if if you know they're like, oh, our our officers are tra- are trained to de-escalate and blah blah blah, and you're like, well, there were two there, and they sure didn't fucking de-escalate the situation at all once it fucking got out of hand, did they? Yep. You know, so it's like the this is your rotten department because the odds that the the odds that the other two that were there were all, were just going to let this happen, the odds of them being the only two in the department who whatever whatever is fucking so low. If one of them tried to stop him and the other one stopped them from stopping him, oh, this that would have been a fucking shit show. But there's a and we'll we'll move on to the next thing soon. But this okay. there was a woman who lost her job as a police officer for intervening in a situation where she thought, I believe it was her partner, was using I think she called it grossly excessive force. And uh, she got fired and she just won her case. I don't remember the details of where it was, but she they have to hire her back on. She fucking she tried to stop him from fucking abusing somebody. So fucking, you know, whatever, maybe one good cop. I don't know. Y'all should step in when you see other cops fucking committing crimes. Like it's the only job where like I, I wasn't no big on ratting out my coworkers. Right. But if we were doing something important and somebody wasn't doing their job, I'd go to them. I'd be like, dude, you come on. Let's, let's, you know, and then you eventually you got to go to your boss. You go, Hey, you know, we're behind. And I think it's because this person is just kind of dragging ass. I don't know if there's something going on. If they need some time off, that's not my department, but we're behind. And here's why, yep. you know, and, well, cops just don't do that, I guess. It's a, like you said, it's a culture, it's a systemic problem, and it's it's only going to be changed systemically and over how professional many many years. How fucking professional, jeez, man! Imagine being like a like a, a stockbroker where everything fucking is like minute by minute trading, and there's just some guy fucking smoking crack in the corner. You're like, ah, oh, sorry, fucking thin stockbroker line, can't say anything about it. <laughs> it happens there, don't think it doesn't happen there too. It happens in all professions, I think. Frankly, people. People get to skate by and 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 uh, fail up, um, but it just so happens that these are the folks failing up, and they have guns. Well, and the other thing is, I just think that the the culture there, there's like a, a probably a lower instance per capita or whatever of the cops going to the bosses on each other. Sure, was it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we've been following Fremont a little bit, which is great. That's where I grew up, it's where For my sure. parents live. Don't dox my mother. Um, They've been fighting over the school's reopening. And I'm guessing that what we have here is a a, a minority of the parents who are making a bunch of noise. There's probably some parents who think it's good that the kids are still at home, and most of the parents don't fucking care. And Truth. so some of these some of these parents, I guess, that are mad that the schools aren't open because there's a fucking inconvenient virus going around. How inconvenient. About, almost every, across every district, it's about 30% of the parents would like their, have said through surveys that they want their kids back in school. Um, 30%. So, not. yeah, I'd guess there's a, maybe an equal number who think it's good that, the, that we're doing the things that we're doing. And I think there's probably maybe 40% who kind of don't care. Yeah. If I was going to guess the rest of the numbers. Probably about, probably about right. But yeah, this, we're talking about a minority here. But yeah, we've, we've covered this already in Fremont. They've, uh, we've seen some rallies. They were pissed that the district and the teachers union couldn't get together and figure shit out. And now they're taking it the extra mile. Wonderful. 
A group of parents in Fremont has hired an attorney in their push to get Fremont to reopen the public in the school. Mission District. This comes weeks after the district failed to reach an agreement with the teachers union. KTVU's Christina Radone joins us now with more on a letter from the district or from the attorney rather to the district. Christina. Well, Julie, that letter says that parents want the district to open up schools before the academic year ends in just eight weeks. And the parents really say this is not about the lawsuit itself. They're hoping it doesn't get to that point. They're really just hoping the district takes action and they're looking out for their children. A group of fed-up parents in Fremont have lawyered up. Their attorney sent a letter to the Fremont Unified School District like over the failure to reopen any schools before the end of the year after the district and teachers union failed to come to an agreement. The list of demands to the district approve a plan to return to some form of in-person instruction by April 26th and come up with a concrete plan for a full return to campuses in the fall. We uh, paid a premium to live in Fremont because of the reputation that the schools have. And we see surrounding schools. She's 2D, just like her weird Zoom background. Successfully. Our concern at this point. Worst is camera ever. Whatever's left of spring, but because of the way the negotiations went, what's going to happen in fall. Parents say the goal of hiring an attorney is not to take sides, but facilitate movement. Somebody just needs to to come in and, and get them to get to an agreement. The FUSD superintendent says he shares the frustration of parents around the delayed reopening of schools and says it was a difficult decision to remain in distance learning after not being able to reach an agreement with the teachers union. Part of a statement reads, FUSD is preparing for a full five-day-a-week return to school for the start of the 2021-22 school year in August. Our staff continues to devote its time, energy, and resources to supporting our students and preparing for a full return in the fall. At this time, the reference letter is under review and we have no further comment at this time. Definitely a very sad and frustrating position to be in to see that... Um, that some parents feel they didn't have any recourse. Fremont Unified District Teachers Association President Victoria Burbeck Herrera says their current contract for distance learning expires in June. Barring any restrictions from the county or state, they plan to return to in-person learning in August as long as they are allowed. Still, some parents and teachers are skeptical. We aren't necessarily going to be set up for the fall. We aren't, we aren't going to have any practice having put in any of those um, safety guidelines in place. Um, because we didn't do it this year. There are a lot, lot of kids out there who are suffering, not just academically, but emotionally. She changed her background. The attorney that the parents hired is based in Southern California. They say he was instrumental and successful in getting the court to file an injunction to open school districts in San Diego and Los Angeles. They've given Fremont Unified until Monday to respond to their letter. Julie. Or else. Christina Rendon reporting live tonight. Christina, thanks. Dude, there's fucking two. There's fucking eight weeks left. Shut up. I'm. I absolutely love hearing the preamble to an argument when when they say, "Oh, we pay a premium. We we paid a premium for our house. We paid a lot of money for our house to live in Fremont in this good school district, and we deserve better." It's like you. This is still a public school, right? <laughs> like you're you're getting free public education. It doesn't really matter how much you paid for your house, right? Just because the the numbers are better in that school. The ratings are better for those schools. You know, it, it, you're not entitled to anything more than anyone else just because you paid a premium to live in Fremont. And I guarantee there are kids going to your school whose parents, you know, are struggling and working two jobs and maybe renting and they don't own a home and they're not as privileged as you are. And I would also venture to guess that the 30% we're talking about, the, the minority of parents who actually give a shit about this and are, and are up in arms, 
are the ones that could afford to send their kids to a private school or they could afford to, you know, buy a nice house up in the Mission Hills. Um, I think that's as, where these parents are. More than likely, you know, and so that's why that's it they are. They them. up in the hill. Where else they fucking that fucking um ooh Glenmore, Glenmore, that old fucking yeah. kind of that old family kind of money that district, and probably like the new additions kind of in uh, North Fremont. Um, it's not new, new, but it's just past the Dumbarton Bridge. Remember, like that? Yeah, I forget what uh, Ardenwood or something. Mm-hmm. Th- those fucking big ass fucking monstrosity track houses. It's those fucking people. Yeah, it's, people, it's, it's it's definitely the upper class neighborhoods that are doing it's new. That. It's new money and old money, right? It's new. It's it's new money and old money, uh, and that's that's what's what's sad about this is they have the the loudest voice because they have the time. And they have the money, the resources to hire a big, you know, a, a Southern California attorney to write really long letters to the, to try and scare the school district into submission. And it's like, please, you know, come at me, bro. Like, what did, what are they, what are they actually gonna do? Right? There's there's really no cause here. They're, they and they've admitted that they're they're really looking for damages. They just want to move the school district to action. So, um, you know, to me, it's just a b- bunch of bluster about nothing. But we'll we'll see who wins. I, I- have a big feeling it's not going to be the parents, but. Um, there's nothing to win here yeah like, what if they went to losers. court and then all of a sudden it's summer vacation oh you win this kid's oh they can't go back to school and the right. judge would well, be like boy am i glad that you wasted the court's time with this yeah, well they want they want to plan for next year too it's like bitch they got plenty of time to put a plan together it's not like no one's trying right they just couldn't figure it out for whatever reason there's there's a lot of shit going on um and no one knows exactly what's what they're doing in this Yo. day and age right we're all Yo. adjusting if these parents were like genuinely trying to make sure everything was hunky dory, they're like, you know, what? We're, we got some money. We have a nice house. Um, we should try to donate to the school, the school district or see what they need and see if we even could hook them up with what they need without having to just straight go straight up, go buy it. Right. Well, yeah. these, the people of means that are complaining about this yeah, could but, really but be forbid. doing, doing like a little bit of legwork and contacting their, I don't know, the people they know they're like, uh, you know, maybe they, Maybe they are, you know, middle management, but they're good, you know, good buddies with the vice president of operations or something. And that guy knows some people and all of a sudden, bam, now you got a bunch of plexiglass, you know, donated from such and such a place to build your little dividers in your classroom. They could be doing this shit. They could be working their contacts and trying to fucking help. But instead they're hiring a lawyer to get on the news, basically. I mean, these are, this is like, we're not wearing a mask to Trader Joe's and filming it, right? It's like the, it's like the upper middle class. I have a house on the hills. Yeah. liberal version of that they're calling the manager they're abdicating you know they're abdicating any responsibility and the next time you go to them for to pass a parcel tax they'll be like why do you want more money from me so uh it's yeah. the same people it's the same people that would oppose you know oppose like uh vaccine requirements it's the same people that oppose taxes and bonds to actually make the schools better and fund them so that they have all these resources they need to reopen right or to pay their teachers better so that the teachers aren't you know are maybe a little more amenable to taking risks to you know to to be there for the uh, to do their jobs right we don't pay them enough to to take these kind of risks honestly teachers in well, we general. don't pay them enough sh- even not considering period, these period. Yeah, no, period. Like we don't at all. So, you know, the fact that they do the job in the first place, they're making sacrifices because they love the work and they, they really do have a passion for it. So, um, again, I've talked about that last time we, we covered this, but yeah, if, if you're, you're trying the way, the way that the media tends to spin it is they blame the union or the teachers or, you know, the, um, the evil union couldn't come to an agreement with the, the, the school, this, the benevolent school district. And it's usually the other way around, frankly, but Either way, I don't think any, everyone's a loser in this situation, and especially the kids, right? That's the ultimate loser. So, 
well it just it yeah i just don't fucking this yeah. i just think to I, like like i've listened back to like interviews i've had that were hostile and heard myself like cutting someone off when i shouldn't have and it just occurs to me that if i had the patience of like a seventh grade fucking teacher that uh i would just be able to let them run their dumbass mouth for long enough right like right then this has nothing to do with the COVID or any of this stuff here. It's just like, man, and yeah. some of the, like, okay, the little kids are probably cute and it's not that bad. And like, once people get to about 16 or 17, you can just level with them like adults, but fucking <laughs> those at those fucking, those like fucking young adolescents are a nightmare. They absolutely are. I do not envy the work that these folks do. So they are true saints. Um, well, that's winners and losers for this week. And again, uh, lots of losers. And unfortunately our kids are the big losers in that last story. Um, coming up now, uh, we're asking, we're, we're taking a trip to Windsor in Sonoma County, Sonoma, sorry, Sonoma County. Um, they need to get their shit together, uh, cause their mayor has been not so, not so good lately. And, uh, it's gotten so bad that, um, he's, he's had some allegations against him for doing not nice things to women. And it's gotten so bad that even his brother has turned on him. Are calling for Mayor Fapoli to step down. Even his own brother is calling for a resignation. First, a warning some of the information in our story may be graphic. Oh, I love those kind of stories. A small Look at that. group of so protesters graphic. stood outside Christopher Creek Winery, co owned by Windsor Mayor Dominic Fapoli, calling for his resignation. I wanted to draw attention to um, his businesses and let them know that, um, that the community is paying attention and that we need him to be held accountable. We need him to resign. The mayor under fire after five women told the Chronicle that Fapoli sexually assaulted them. The alleged incidents took place over 16 years. Sophia Williams says she was assaulted by Fapoli in 2006 after a night of drinking and dancing. I was like, no, Dominic, we're not doing this. And like rubbing his groin against me. And then eventually he started to put his hand down my pants. Now a sixth woman is coming forward with claims. Windsor Council member Esther Lemus told the Santa Rosa Press Democrat she was drugged and sexually assaulted twice by Fapoli in 2020. Fapoli told the newspaper he denies those claims and accuses Lemus of sexual misconduct after she coerced him into an alleged sexual situation threatening his political career if he told anyone. Lemus did not respond to She probably drugged herself too. On Saturday, the mayor released this statement saying in part, but now is the appropriate time for me to address this matter. I am completely innocent of the conduct alleged and have not violated any of these women. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Department has opened an investigation into the matter. Victims in this case will be treated with the utmost respect. Um, they're, they've been very courageous and brave in coming forward. He does not belong in office. He has no moral credibility to stand on. Most Sonoma County supervisors have called for Fapoli's resignation, along with eight North Bay mayors who signed this letter calling for him to resign. Dominic is no longer an employee of Christopher Creek Winery. Winery co-owner Joe Fapoli says his brother has been removed from the payroll leave his government job too. I believe that we should hold our elected officials to higher standards. And There's just some reason, standard. I believe that my brother should step down as mayor <laughs> of Windsor. It was some. Any standard. Now the mayor maintaining his innocence. He says he has no plans to resign. The mayor declined our request for an interview today. Live in Windsor, Cornell Bernard, ABC 7 News. And Cornell, before you go, we understand an emergency council meeting has been called for Wednesday in Windsor oh, yeah. about the mayor. 
Yes, Dion, Wednesday, 6 p.m., the town council calling for that emergency meeting to consider demanding Mayor Fapoli resign. Stay tuned. I'll tell you what happens. We'll see what happens soon. Yeah, oh, we'll see in just about two seconds here on Down Ballot. Well, <laughs> that's right. That's the good thing about that's a good thing about <laughs> condensing the week's news into like an hour and a half or whatever. Oh, we got that shit already. So yeah, that's, so the next town council meeting obviously turned into quite the S show. Um, both the public and the council laying into Mr. Mayor uh, Papoli here. Um, any initial thoughts before we get into the public comment? Yo, this guy's going to be on the Dave Rubin show in like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um just and and i'm doubling down once again uh you know caught i mean i mean doubling down there's some chance he didn't do it i don't know but like that's a lot of people it is and at some stage it's like you know okay you just got to step aside just because the sheer volume of complaints this year this, this year the 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 distraction it can cause to actually doing your job and getting things done for the people it just gets in the way you know so it, it, at some point you just have to step aside and let you know let justice do its course but you know recognize that there are more important things and there are higher callings um out there so <laughs> well now his 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 fellow council members seem to recognize that because if you we'll see in the next video that they are some of the most inflamed about what's been going down consideration of demanding that mayor Fapoli resign as elected at-large mayor of the town of windsor a most bizarre sight at tonight's special meeting of the windsor town council the mayor reading the resolution that he resign immediately and he says he won't the reason i am not stepping down is that in this case i know the truth of those experiences i don't blame those who are angry and seek justice as they were not there and do not know what i know but the accusations of six women were enough to sway the council members and if you love windsor as much as you said you always have, then you need to resign tonight so that we can move on and start the healing process. The accusations began in 2017 with a woman detailing an assault by the mayor in 2013. But she said she would not cooperate with any investigation and only wanted to inform the council of a police character. The story blew sky high last week when four more women came forward in a San Francisco Chronicle article. Tonight, public comment was nearly unanimous and powerful. Resign, you... Now that I know that people were calling him the Prince of Wine Country, they fucking definitely did it. I'm just saying. Rapist. These allegations are credible. They're multiple. Uh, and they've been corroborated. I have had my butt grabbed by him and i have seen some of the things that people are referring to windsor councilwoman esther lemus did not attend tonight's meeting because she is one of the mayor's accusers he accuses her of sexual misconduct the council voted to demand the mayor's resignation but really it carries no weight the only way to remove the mayor from office is if he's convicted of a felony or if the voters recall him in Windsor, Terry McSweeney, NBC Barrier News. Or both. Yeah, well, I, I don't know how large Windsor is. I'm guessing it's not a very large town. So um, I, I could certainly see a recall coming in the near future, especially because this guy is uh, not going anywhere. He has refused to step down. And even in a, a more recent story uh, from today, which didn't have video yet, he has said that he's going to be stepping back from his duties, but not resigning. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but... Um, yeah, something's coming down. Either he's going to have to step aside at some point or the people are going to come for him. Um, like they're, if they're coming for Gavin Newsom, they'll definitely come for this guy. Like Adam in chat was saying one, okay, it's, you know, 
especially if it would have been that story where it was like his colleague, people date at work all the time. And I don't know, there's politics involved, whatever. Two, right. we start to get in the pretty unlikely realm. And five, it's like, oh, this is very unlikely that you, that none, that none of this is true. Fellow council members. I mean, come on, man. Like, don't, sh don't shit where you eat, my friend. Like, if you're going to pull this shit, like, go somewhere else. Go to another town or another Yo, county. yeah, if you're going to try to use your political connections to cover up for the fact that you're doing something bad, don't do something bad to the people who are your political connections. Right, like, or the people who you sit on a diet with. Right, <laughs> or the people you serve with on a weekly basis. <laughs> like, how awful, man. Like, what did, yeah, oh God, how, how, you just, you just have to have a problem. There's got to be some sort of problem. There's a wire crossed there. He just doesn't get it. What what do you think's going on with this like Prince of Wine Country shit that they were calling him? Like I'm thinking that this is this is a dude from a fucking rich ass old money wine family that just well, kind of thought he could do whatever the fuck he wanted because he's rich. They own a winery. He's a co-owner of the winery. I did enjoy that one um gal's sign. Uh, was it Rape Makes Sour Grapes? Very nice. Very good use of, of rhyme. Um but yeah, no, he obviously uh rich, pretty boy. Well, not so pretty. I would not, but... I would disagree not very pretty yeah. I, I i'm no judge i i don't it's just not my my style um so i, I definitely trust your opinion more there but um, oh, yeah, I would, yeah i would disagree rich playboy how about playboy um, yeah yeah thinks he can get away with whatever um and i i don't want i want to hear more about the drugging that's just it's very disturbing to me um like he did not just bothering to get him drunk on his wine like he's actually drugging some of these women that's 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 approaching um, some serious, serious character. Not that, not that it's all serious, not serious, but that's uh, that's pushing even more lines. And then he's gaslighting. I mean, was... He's gaslighting her and saying, "Oh, that uh, you know, she was the one that came on to me." Right. Fuck that. Well, even if somebody yeah. came on to you first, you can actually still sexually assault them. It turns out this is true. This is absolutely true. Um, well, we'll see, we will definitely keep our eye on that one and hope that we see some movement one way or the other in the next week or so because the heat's just going to get to be too much it's windsor how, how it's, it can't be that big of a town if nothing um, else what i can hope for is that the windsor recall the california governor recall and the shasta county board of supervisors recall just are all happening at once they might have to like you know they might consolidate the election somehow who knows <laughs> that'd be great if that all happened at once it's glorious yeah i'm, I'm um, looking forward to that too i want to see what happened to the prince of wine country well, we'll definitely keep our eyes on that on that one. And I'm I've been looking at North. Speaking of the North Bay, I have been uh, scouring North Bay stories and have not seen any follow up on uh, Mr. Napa Napa Pipe Bomb, dude. Yeah, that's um, weird. You know what? I, I haven't I, seen I bet, dude. That guy. You know why we haven't heard nothing on it? I bet that guy turned state's evidence. Might have, or they're just still compiling evidence and they just haven't gone to court yet. And we'll see what happens when they when they do. But um, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye out for that one. So don't yeah, don't I, worry. I checked I checked the North Bay too, looking for that shit. Yeah, don't don't worry, viewer and listener. We are diligently looking after all these stories that we find. And if you see anything, say something. Put it in the to chat. Us. Put, put to us exactly. Put it put it, put it on the Discord. There's a whole. We should uh, we should probably create a little down ballot. Uh, oh yeah, I'll put, I'll put it like I'll, I'll I'll call it I'll call it Bay Area News, so it's like more clear for people that show up. There you go. Yeah. So please drop any and drop anything you want. You see something you like? You want us to talk about it? Drop it in there, and we will definitely get to it because we can't possibly. Um, find everything that's going on out there we just don't have we don't it's just it's, it's me and the producer here so you know give us a hand um well, speaking of giving people a hand uh we're going to go down ballot now to down ballot watch and wouldn't you know it the good wife and i were out strolling around don't you know not to dox us too much but strolling around our neighborhood or a neighborhood adjacent to ours it's a little more affluent here in san jose shall we say 
And uh, we encountered a police presence in riot gear and the paddy wagon, the whole nine yards. But oddly enough, you know, no flashing lights, no blaring sirens, no bullhorns, a, a helicopter circling overhead, but really just hush hush kind of police action. And we had no idea what was going on until we were on our social medias and checking out some of our more uh, hyphy um, friends out there. And it turns out there was a little mini protest in our uh, little white enclave here in, uh, in, in San Jose. And uh, this, this will give you a little bit of an idea of what it was about. Um, but this is an Instagram video, and it's uh, going to depict some some protesters hitting up the uh, home of the San Jose State University president. Is he gone in the truck? And these are some of the protesters. You know that guy? It's a this little long. This... We can skip around a little bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. So this is the Rose Garden. Um, oh, didn't look quite at that house. Was... Jesus Christ. That's and that's not even. That's like that's, that's just that's an two and a half, right? Easy. It's a big fucking almost, house. Almost the all garden. the homes around this. And this is about an hour before we walk through the area. But yeah, this is, um, we do not live in this neighborhood. <laughs> this is adjacent. This is where we walk the dog because we feel safe. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so folks are on their way to a rally. And uh, just to give a little backstory as they're walking there. Um, back in 2008, there was a young man who was attending San Jose State University. And he was found dead in his frat house uh, from an apparent hanging suicide or at least that's what the fraternity brothers said happened to him. He was black, throw that out there right away. Um, and uh, the story was bought, hook, line, and sinker at the time, and that's what his family was told and his, uh, his friends were told. Um, but there was always some, were some lingering doubts about the case, and some of the evidence points to potentially this being not a case of suicide, but a case of murder, homicide. Um, and it might have been racially tinged as well. So uh, the community obviously has gotten, and the family has gotten riled up about this, and they have called on the university to open the, reopen the investigation, um, which I believe they have done, but uh, they are, this group um, is trying to keep the pressure on the university and on the, the president of the university who, who lives in this area um, to do something and to... There you go. So just don't cross that line, and they can't bust you upside your head. If they do bust you upside your head, we'll get it on camera, and we're going to get you out of jail. And we're going to make sure that everybody and their mama knows what happened. I like him. But we all going to yeah. stick together. So Good instructions. This, stay tight. Right? There's not a lot of us, but there's quite a big chunk of us. And we've got the strength and the numbers, right? we got to stick together. And obviously, the, the camera person here is trying not to, you know, reveal the identities of any of the folks. So, a little bit herky-jerky. You're not seeing a lot of heads. Yeah, when you film a protest, don't do it. Don't do a lot of face shots. Okay, thank you, Flowers. So they are all posted at that intersection, blocking the district going up. All right, let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. So, so the police ended up uh, having a an idea of what was happening before it happened. So they were actually there, as you can see, to intercept the protest. Are you aware this is a 300 mark line? Yeah, we yeah. see it. To a private residence, anyone who crosses the line is subject to arrest. We, we understand that. Y'all got more for it. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, hold on, sir. Oh, hold on. See the fire and got to go. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. See the fire and got to go. Hey, hey. 
you know, you started telling the story, like for people listening on the podcast, like maybe you were hoping this too, because this is a pretty rich area. You know, they say behind every good fortune is a big crime. So maybe mm. they had, maybe they'd found one of those and fucking freed up one of them big ass houses for somebody else. Right. That would have been great. Mom, moms of the Rose Garden <laughs> take, take over the house. Um, no, as you heard, uh, the, the was actually I, I really enjoyed this video because of the the instruction that they were given and the the level of organization of this group um, that they had someone there telling them, you know, you can't be we can't be within three hundred feet of her house, right? That's the law. Um, we can do whatever we want up to that point, right? Um, we're not going to engage if they're going to engage with us and they're going to try and you know knock you around. Then we're going to get that on film and we're going to hold them accountable, right? Um, so uh, at the end of the day, it, it turned out to be a fairly peaceful encounter. It was just really amusing. The one thing we can't get you for the for the viewers that um, or the or really for the podcast listener is uh, just the the cacophony on next door of all the neighbors um, bugging out about the uh, rioters on their street. If we <laughs> would have, if like if we had nothing to do about this show, you think we wouldn't have just had a fucking like a video montage of screenshots with some Juan Maserati playing the keys behind it. All the yeah, bad no, takes from the fucking Rose Garden next door. That's got to be the worst place in the world. Oh, but. for sure. There, there was one one lady doing up, you know, regular updates every 15 minutes with photo and video and like out, out her window of her house. Not like bothering to leave her house and go down to see what happened, but like just out the upstairs window shooting down the street, you know. Um, it was very, yeah, it was very, very interesting and very surreal. I, I, the, the weirdest part about it, um, seeing and a lot of the reason why I, want, I wanted to talk about this on the docket is because we walked through it, the good wife and I. That, that it was surreal in that you know the police really had locked down the whole block. Like we we tried to traverse this block uh, where where her house was and where the the protest was happening from multiple angles, and police had pretty much locked it down. But we're just sort of standing there peacefully. No, like I said, no flashing lights, no. Headlights, they did have their their riot gear on, um, but they were in the middle of the road, being quiet, not making a whole lot of fuss, right? And you know for a fact that any other neighborhood, um, particularly like in East San Jose or um, or Central San Jose or other neighborhoods, even some places in West San Jose, y y they wouldn't worry about that. They would have their sirens blaring, their lights flashing. It would just, it would look more like a police state. This was a very controlled police response. And you could, and it's obvious why it's because they, you know, they didn't want to disturb the neighborhood, right? They didn't want to um, be all over next door. And they figured that there's, a, there, you know, there's more people watching them than just the protesters, right? Um, and not watching them because they're trying to catch them doing something bad, just watching because that's what people do, right? We just watch. We, we, we want to know what's going on in our front yard. And um, especially in neighborhoods like this, there's everyone, there's always people watching out the windows and, and they're, worried about the next brown person that fucking walks down the street selling magazines fucking busybodies yeah absolutely that's what you know that's why next door is such a joyous place to be is because you've got folks who have nothing else to do and way too much money and and, and an internet connection there's you know there was that joke about oh there's this application that that'll let you know or possibly remind you that your uncle's a big old racist and it's called facebook <laughs> well there's also an app that will give you new information about the racial biases of your neighbors and it's fucking next door fucking next door absolutely if you want to just feel just awful about uh, the state of humanity just go on next door for five minutes i swear to god every now and then there's the post asking for a good like you know barber recommendation or where's a good place for greek food in the neighborhood right or who's got a good gardener um but most of it is just I saw a brown person 
you know, suspicious um, person. What are we, yeah, usually the brown. What are we going to do about this? Right. Look at this pic, this blurry picture of a black person who was on my street selling magazines. Like they must be casing all the joints. Um, <laughs> people who watch way too much, way too much crime TV, um, and way too much reality TV. Uh, and they have again, way too much money, way too much free time and an internet connection and a Facebook or a next door account. Um, so it, it, it just amplifies, um, stuff that's just it's it's kind of what you get living in a city right like i uh i remember talking to neighbors i knocked doors a bunch right for various campaigns and you talk to people and public safety is always this big issue like you know oh there's just rampant um auto thefts in our neighborhood in fact you know just last week there were you know five cars got stolen and in reality it was one car that got stolen but five people wrote about it or or someone's taught 20 stories about the same car that got stolen right and it just it amplifies all this stuff that's just it it's what happens our neighbor's car got broken into and jacked actually a couple of times frankly um but it was just one neighbor that got affected it wasn't like it was some sort of rampant problem in the neighborhood and there were some reasons why they got jacked um so Yo, there's a there's a funny story we used to tell people when they moved to san francisco we'd be like oh you're gonna get rid of your car and they'd be like oh you know no i need it to get around we're like that's you know, I don't really want to ride transit. And we'd be like, that's not why you're going to end up getting rid of your car. And they'd move there <laughs> and their car would get broken into like three times in a month and then they'd get rid of their car. Right. Right. It, it, it's just, just like what happens when there's a lot of cars somewhere, like people break into them. It's just like people, some people just break into cars. It's just like one of the things that happens. Absolutely. And we, you know, we live, you live in a city, you live with a bunch of other people on top of each other and these things are going to happen. And most of the time it's actually for joyriding. It's not even for criminal activity. It's usually just kids fucking <laughs> or around. Or to get whatever's inside. Right. Or something that's obviously sitting on the front seat or the door was left open or it's in the glove box and the glove box is open. You know, it, it, there's all sorts of reasons you get your shit broken into, but um, all it takes is one time and then getting out of next door and suddenly there's a fucking epidemic um, of anything, right? Um, and then also people just getting freaked out like oh my lost cat my lost dog oh I found the cat I found the dog it's like you'd, <laughs> you'd think that pets were going missing all the damn time um, that's why we keep our dog on short leash so um, the anyway, next story the next story you added um, <clears throat> the live stream from it unfortunately is from Twitch and we have to get permission before we restream anybody's uh, live stream on Twitch bummer, bummer. No, I mean that's okay. I didn't feel like reaching out to them to bother them about it. So. All good. Well, we can we can move on to another thing, and we can we can come back to justice for Gregory Johnson a little later. But um, feel free to check it out. Check out the hashtag justice for Gregory Johnson. You'll know a little bit more about what's going on. Um, and the so there should be more coming on that story because they are they did reopen the investigation. So we shall see. Oh, thanks uh, for the resub, uh, Ninja. That's nineteen months. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ninja. Thank you. A. Supporting, supporting good broadcasting. Um, so anyway, uh, moving on to another thing to close out the show for this evening. Uh, came across this little something, something. We like to have like an animal interest story normally or a human interest story. This is a bit of both. Uh, this is adorable. It is. Welcome back to 23ABC News. A giant teddy bear, get this, is walking from Los Angeles all the way to San Francisco and he's chronicling it on Instagram. Take a look. 
His name is Bear Sun, and he started his trip on Monday, and he hopes to reach San Francisco by this weekend. Bear Sun won't be checking into any hotels during his journey. Instead, he's camping along the way, and he's raising money as well, too. He says eventually it'll go towards an unnamed nonprofit. Of course, you can follow his journey along on Instagram. I've got this page up here beside me. It's pretty entertaining. We've all been getting a chuckle out of this this morning. Let's take a look at one of these here, see if it'll load. Okay, well, that's maybe not. Oh, oh. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there, you can see there him walking down the road. There we go. And his journey has actually brought him to Kern County this morning. He's joining us now live. Bear Sun, thank you so much. <laughs> Where live are you? interview. I can barely see you. Where are you right now? I, I'm, uh, I'm near the 5 Freeway. Okay. Now, I'm going down Wheeler Road. Okay. That's great. Can you tell us your real name? Yeah, my name is uh, Jesse. Jesse, and, and why are you deciding to, to go on this trip? Uh, it was an impulsive decision. <laughs> to, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can hear can you. Can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty much to uh, throw, throw bear sun and to uh, hopefully work with nonprofits in any way I can using my character. I so, ran the LA Marathon last year. Uh, so naturally, I'm going to walk from LA to San Francisco in a bear costume. And then, uh, you know, I was thinking what else I could do, you know, to continue <laughs> doing what I'm doing with my art. Your, your art, uh, as in your costume. Did you run the marathon in that costume? Or did you actually yeah, go out I, and buy that? Oh, you ha okay. So you had yeah, it already. I ran it last year in 2020. Okay. Have you washed it in between that race and? <laughs> uh, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no. No, of course, you're doing this for charity. Um, have you thought about some of the organizations that you want to donate to? I, I haven't gotten into that, but I, I do have a, uh, I, have so, I have something in, in, in my head. You know, I just want to help out like the elderly first. And then, like, the children, you know, especially those forgotten ones. Uh, I don't know. Just, I want to give them a home, you know? Yeah. And what type of reaction have you gotten so far from people that come upon you as you're, you know, walking along the side of the road? Uh, it all depends what time of the day you end up me. It's probably better during the daytime because, you know, you're, I'm walking down the highway, like, around 2 a.m., Someone sees me and they start to freak out. <laughs> so, yeah, it depends what time of the day you see me. But so far, it's been nothing but smiles and uh, uh, just great energy. That's it. Okay, so but when are also, you? Especially the police officers. <laughs> okay, and when are you going to be here in Bakersfield today? When do you think it's shot? It? I know, uh, right? It says here I should be arriving there within the next eight hours. <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Do you want to come by the 23 ABC News studios? Uh, We'd love to have you. Okay, let me see how far away that is. <laughs> is that too, you pick him up. That far out of my way, yes. 
I would love to go. We'll send you directions. I'm sure you're, you know, we'll maybe give you a bottle of water or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us this hour. I must say, in my uh, journalism career, this has been a first. So <laughs> thanks for that, Bearson. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was an impulsive decision, producer Dave. That was pretty funny. That was great. That's good stuff. I like how he I, wants I to help the old people and the children that people forgot about and give them homes. I thought this might be like a random, just fake ass news story, but it's all over the place. It's on. It was on CNN even. Um, so yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I want to give give children a home that don't have a home and to help them read that don't read so good, and maybe the old people. But I hadn't really thought about all that yet. I'm still like, not 100% sure that this isn't fuck bullshit. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure the guy is, is all that well, honestly. Like, I, I didn't hear anything about a GoFundMe page. or just, He's got an Instagram account, so we can, we can follow that. But I don't, you know, it doesn't seem like he's taking the whole raising money charity thing too seriously. I think he might just love walking around in a bear costume. Yeah, he's doing this to promote his Instagram. Apparently, yeah. Um, and he ran a marathon in that as well, too. And didn't, didn't I doubt he ran it. very far. He walked no. a marathon in that suit. Yeah, could not, probably could not. Um, anyway, roller well, skated. Well, Are you allowed to roller skate in a marathon? I don't think so. No, no, you're generally not allowed to use anything but shoes in a marathon, in a real marathon setting. Um, oh, it's bare, like it's, it's bare sun. You can just look it up. Like if you just Google it, like bare sun Instagram, bare it'll probably be the marathon. first thing that comes up. Chat because it'll be For uh, sure. It'll it's popular right now. Yeah, no, it's it's big time right now. I did it didn't take much to find more stories about it. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we will definitely track his progress um, and see if he made a stop by that studio um, to hang out <laughs> with the, with the newscasters. Um, well, thank you for uh, joining us, everyone, for another fabulous episode of Down Ballot. Um, Producer Dave, what's uh, what do we have to carry us out this evening? I got <clears throat> smoke and mirrors reasoning. I'm going to go make myself a cocktail. Probably going to get joined by the media wench in a little bit, and uh, we're probably going to do some uh, during the post game. We'll do a little bit of Peggy Hall, probably probably do some Ooh. austin bennett um oh. and as is always the case i'll end up here 1 30 in the morning two in the morning after like five fucking pint glasses uh, pint glass vodka cocktails and we'll be we'll end up watching brett and heather in the galaxy oh. pawn water and brett and heather they'll, they'll talk they'll talk about how they don't like trans people and it's everyone else's fault well that that that's glorious we'll say hi to the media wench for me and i um, shall have yourself a good rest of your evening don't don't have don't have too many pond waters before you have your next uh, joint. I just went today and bought more fucking green machines so that I can make some pond water tonight. I also yeah. drink that slower because it's a little thick. Plus, less hangover because you know, like fruits and vegetables and shit. It's good for you. It's good for you. It's a healthy right, brother. drink. Absolutely. Well, thank not. you. <laughs> thank you again for uh, all that you do, uh, and uh, congratulations on all the subs. That's that's great news. Yeah, we got another one during the show. Thanks again, Ninja. Ninja was Beautiful. one of our first subs. Oh, Thanks, he has Ninja. like the first logo. I think he might be the first sub. Nice. Resub. Well, thank you so much, Ninja. And thanks to all the listener and the viewer and uh, everyone else in the Echoplex Media Network. We will see you next week here for Down Ballot, 8 p.m. Pacific, as usual.
Let the people be heard. 